Hi, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Kat Shear, and this is a special presentation from Clydesdale Media. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone about our sponsors. RX Smart Gear provides world-class jump ropes, grips, and other gear for us all. Use the code Clydesdale15 for 15% off your order at rxsmartgear.com. Mobility Movement is a program that teaches you how to increase your capacity to heal, reduce recovery time, and restore your nervous system to peak health. Everyone gets a seven-day trial, and after that, our followers will get their first month free when they use the code CLYDESDALLFREEMONTH at mobilitymovement.com. And finally, C4 Energy, delivering the most effective, best-tasting, and highest-quality products. Get 20% off when you use the code CLYDESDALL at checkout at c4energy.com. And today on Meet the Athletes, we are welcoming Atlas Games semifinalist Peter Mason. Peter, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate yeah, it. Happy to be here. Um, it's Monday. It's Monday where you are, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what are you doing to get ready for this weekend? Um, light and fast. Nothing too crazy. Just um, trying to keep the body. I mean, I feel great, so I'm trying to keep things feeling that way. And um, yeah, just it's been it's been training for these types of things is like rough. So it's been a rough few months. So it's like just hit the brakes a little bit over the course of this next few days and uh, and going feeling good. You know. You're ready to sort of relax and deload a little bit before you travel. Um, so I checked out your profile on the games website. Uh, you're 26 years old. Yeah. You are training out of CrossFit free. Yep. Where is that? So I live in Massachusetts. I'm like a central mass guy. And um, I train for the most part. I do most of my training up in Salem, New Hampshire um, at CrossFit free with uh, my coach's name is Brandon Peterson, and uh, he works with okay. a couple other athletes who are also going to the Atlas Games. So there's three of us, all from the same gym. We all follow the same program and do the same. You know, obviously it's varied a little bit depending on our strengths and weaknesses, but we all follow the same program. So we're all competing at the Atlas Games, which is really cool. Awesome. So you have a a crew to go with you, and you have someone to take care of you while you're there. Yeah, yeah, we've we've got like it's it's an awesome group of people, training partners, um coaches, a lot of people who care um about us doing well, which is it's a nice environment to be in. Yeah, that's the cool thing about CrossFit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um it looks like you've been participating in the CrossFit Games season, you know, the open, those kinds of things since about 2014 by the numbers, but it looks like the first year that maybe you looked like you were good enough to qualify for regionals was the first year that regionals went away. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, um, I started doing CrossFit when I was in high school, you know, continued on through college. Obviously it wasn't my focus. College was my focus. So, um, my first year out of college, I was like, man, I'm going to give it a go. And, and then I don't exactly, you know, know (laughs) what happened to the, to the skit. It seemed like it was really linear and nice the way the whole season ran. And then they just threw a, a wrench in it, but yeah, no more regionals. So, um, I did what I could, and then we had the COVID year, which mm-hmm. kind of took another year away. I got, you know, I still got to develop and train and whatever as an athlete, but it wasn't competing. So, yeah, it's yeah. been a strange ride. I feel like every year I've been trying to pursue something that's like it's a moving target. I never know what I'm chasing, you know. Yeah, it's really unfortunate for athletes going through this whole, um, you know, the COVID response that we've that we've had to the pandemic, because it, in all sports, even like college, you've got, you know, 25 year old graduate students that are still eligible in NCAA because they've lost, you know, they've gained that extra year of eligibility. You've got younger athletes coming in trying to, you know, make a name for themselves and sort of are getting a little bit squeezed out by these older athletes. 
Um, and you definitely see holes in people's sort of training and careers competitively in CrossFit for the same reason. You know, we changed the the season from the whole, you're right, linear regionals to sanctionals. And then people were sort of scattering across the globe to try to go to, you know, one that they thought they could, um, you know, qualify at, right? right? You don't want to go to the one that Matt Fraser's going to. You want to go, yeah. you know, <laughs> the one where some of those bubble athletes are going. So people were having to travel to sort of some random places to even make it to the games. Um, You know, they changed when the open was going from, you know, into the, into the early spring, into the late fall. Um, Did you go to any sanctionals or plan to like try to do that whole route or were you just like, this is ridiculous. I got to wait. I was actually, ironically enough, I was on my way to the Atlas games in Ah, 2020, I guess 2020, right. That was the year. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. and got there and turned right around basically. Yeah. <laughs> or like there, later. They, uh, they, that was the first I'd honestly even heard of COVID and, um, yeah, we, that was a Thursday and the next day we stopped at every Walmart on the way home, grabbed toilet paper and canned goods. Cause that's what we were <laughs> supposed to do. And, and that was, yeah. So ironically enough, yes, I had some sanctions on the schedule. I did Wadapalooza that year. Um, okay. we didn't make it, but uh yeah so uh, it's kind of cool to be doing atlas games this year because it's like coming full circle you know full circle yeah Yeah. and last year you qualified for um west coast classic and you were right in the mix there placing 11th yeah yeah that was a really good experience for me i think that was because at this level i feel like the you know everybody's fitness is pretty darn close and there's a lot of value to having experience and confidence and doing like doing well at that, not, you know, it wasn't outstandingly well, but for me, um, I felt really good about that performance so that it gave me confidence going into this season, knowing like, okay, you know, I can hang. And I think that yeah. goes a long way in these events. Yeah. And if you look at your placing in quarterfinals last year, this year, you know, a, a nice improvement there in your placing as well. It's got to give you a little bit more confidence going into this one. Yeah. Yeah. You always want to see like an upward trend, you know? So as as long as I'm moving in that direction and, and there's no reason in my opinion, why I shouldn't continue that going into this event here at the Atlas games, um, everything's clicked pretty much this year. So yeah, I, I don't see why I can't continue that upward trend and, um, yeah, and hopefully find myself a little closer to the top five, if not in the top five. What were some of the valuable things that you learned at West Coast Classic, either about yourself, about, you know, the competition climate, um, eating, sleeping, you know, high volume stuff? Yeah, I think your takeaways. It sounds kind of silly, but um, I I tend to get stressed out about little things. And and being at those competitions, there's like it's there's a lot of downtime relative to what. I have, and I'm assuming most people have in their normal day, you know, it's like I coach CrossFit. I work with individual clients, um, you know, a house, dog, wife, like there's, there's a little bit more to my day when you're in that environment. It's your job is to eat, sleep and do two workouts. So it's like, I like managing that downtime, managing the stress of like, Oh my gosh, like I should be doing something. I feel like I should mm-hmm. be at the, the venue three hours early when there's no reason to do that, you know? So going through that experience last year and and realizing what I need to do, what I don't need to do and how to manage that stress and the ups and downs, obviously of like, all right, I did well. And all right, I just 
you know, got damn near dead last managing those, uh, you know, those emotions, um, like just going through that, that experience, it just, I feel a lot better going into this one. Um, yeah. I've done that a few times. That's interesting that you talk about all the downtime because that does make sense that, you know, you're constantly going, going, going. It's kind of like trying to get an athlete to, you know, rest or, you yeah. know, take a rest day and things like that. It's like, all right, you got four hours of time to just kind of chill. And you're like, I don't know what to do because yeah. I never do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of backwards. Like you think, you know, the competitions are, you know, your your the output is very high in each event, but like the volume isn't isn't even close to what we do in a normal day, at least what, you know, what we do. Um, so it's like, you're not doing a whole lot of training per se or working out. Um, but obviously like you're putting, you know, 110% of yourself into each event or each workout. So it's a little bit different than just doing your normal, you know, training in a normal day. Yeah. Your heart rate's still probably getting spiked there every once in a while. And you're probably burning the same amount of calories. You're just not actively like doing things. It's more internalizing all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah how about um, any like highlights or lowlights from West coast in terms of your performance events that you participated in? Um, probably the biggest highlight for me, I was not a great runner. Uh, and I spent a lot of time running leading up to the West coast classic, anticipating something like, you know, something that would demand that of me. And um, like a, like a six mile ruck run. And yeah, it was a, six. Yeah. And I've never been like, I've, I've lived in Massachusetts my whole life and pretty much with the exception of Florida, like a couple times, like never really been out of Massachusetts. And, and I, I did not know that 115 degrees existed on planet earth. So to yeah. run, in those conditions was like it was bizarre but um super cool like experience um because i don't think i'll probably ever do that again and, <laughs> not um, by choice right yeah not by choice and uh and i did way i think i got like 10th in that event and for me that was a big win because that was something that i would have like thrown in the towel in years mm -hmm. past and then like you know rut row like that this isn't going to go well so i was super happy with that um specific finish and then yeah again just I was pleased with myself of how I managed like some good finishes, some bad finishes, and then being able to, to kind of just finish strong. If you will, I had a good last day, good last event. So I, I was proud of myself just overall throughout that whole event. Do you have the same uh, sort of coaching relationship set up this year from last year? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's the, the same. same. Everything's the okay. same. It's not better. We kind of like a little bit more um, in term. It was kind of just, just me for a little bit of time who was like on this trajectory. And then um, right prior to the West coast classic last year, we had another uh, girl who I train with every day. Who's awesome. Elena. Uh, she moved in, you know, to the area. And, and so just having that push was helpful. Um, and then another girl came in last summer, her name's Addie, who did one of these interviews not too long ago. And, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so like the three of us, it's just, it's not, yeah, it's competition every day, pretty much. Like, it's not competition, but it's competition. So, like, that helps. So, it's been, like, it's been a better year uh, than I could have even imagined having those, you know, those two to train with. Yeah, that's great. Did you notice the elevation at all in Vegas? No. I didn't even know there was elevation in Vegas, but yeah, apparently no, there is. I didn't know. I didn't notice. Didn't dawn on me. Again, like, the heat. I've never experienced anything like that. You, I would have thought you were lying. I know people, everybody's like, oh, it's like you're stepping into an oven. and An like, oven. It was, it really is. 
It was. Yeah, it was. Can't imagine. So, um, Peter, what's your athletic background? You know, take us through like grade school, high school. Played a little bit of everything. I, um, I grew up, my dad was a wrestler, big time wrestler. And, um, so my brother and I started wrestling at a young age. And I think that was a big, that's a, a very different sport in terms of mindset. Um, yep. So I think that sort of individual aspect of wrestling and like being able to put yourself through misery and pain. Um, yeah, there's a pain cave with wrestling for sure. And yeah. And you're all yeah. by, it's just you. Yep, exactly. And the team, there's no, I, I specifically do like the individual side of CrossFit because like, I know that's what I will, I have no interest in team stuff. Um, okay. I will sell <laughs> the individual side of things because I don't think I work well with a team and wrestling is it's it's very individual. So um, just a lot of those values, I think I've stuck with me, honestly, my whole life. And then I played baseball and I pitched, which is kind of like an individual uh, position within baseball. Um, yeah. I played soccer. I played basketball. I played every sport under the sun. And, um, and I think, you know, that's, it lends to my CrossFit uh, sure. career because I'm not terribly good at anything, but I'm not really bad at anything. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm well-rounded and generalist. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk about pitching for a second. Cause I'm a baseball mom. So, um, did you say you started CrossFit in high school? I started CrossFit in high school. Yeah. I had a, my soccer coach ironically in high school and, um, he was also the health teacher. He, yeah, he, he, he started doing CrossFit and then like a few of us who were like buddies with him started coming into the gym before school. So we'd get there like six 30, the school gym, not even a CrossFit okay. gym. And he'd take us through workouts and I wrote them down on a little notepad. And then eventually I, I landed in my senior year of high school. I went to CrossFit EXP in Lemster, which I still coach at today. And I have an amazing community at, and um, yeah, I've been there. It's been almost 10 years, which is like bizarre to say. <laughs> so mm-hmm. first time in my life, I feel old, honestly. <laughs> well, as a throwing athlete, like what were some of the things you had to sort of be wary of in CrossFit? Cause I know like I train a bunch of baseball kids here and we don't, you know, we don't clean super heavy, you know, we're obviously, we're not snatching and things like that. The risk reward is sort of imbalanced there when it, especially when it comes to throwers, where you just didn't matter, you were doing it all. Yeah. I started across it at a very um, basic level. Like it was, I also, okay. I broke my collarbone my senior year of high school riding dirt bikes. And so it was kind of like a, a rehab for the collarbone. Once I, you know, was able to use that arm again, sort of got myself back into shape through CrossFit. So like, and at that stage, 2013, you know, kettlebell swings and running was like, Oh, that's a cool workout. Whereas they're a little bit different now, you know? Yeah. Are you a righty or lefty? I'm a righty. What kind of pitches did you have? I mean, I, so I, I, I had good, again, with pitching, I couldn't throw hard. I had good control. I threw a fastball, threw a knuckle every now and again, and I threw a curveball. but I could put the ball pretty much wherever the, the catcher's glove was. So I, I was nothing special though. <laughs> did your catchers call the game or do you have a coach calling, uh, calling pitches? We always had a coach calling pitches when I played. Yeah. My son's yeah. in college and, and their coach still calls pitches. It's Where's really weird at? to me. He's at William and Mary. Cool. Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah. Are they yeah. still playing right now? Are they in season? No, they, um, they, they were the first team out of the CAA tournament. Really? So. Is but, that, you know, what division yeah. is that? It's D1. The uh, Colonial Athletic Association is their conference, CAA. It's um, Northeastern's on their, in their conference. 
Cool. I have that a good friend, like ironically, that played at Northeastern, uh, who, yeah. I, who okay. I work out with from time to time here. So yeah, yeah, they made the trip up up to Boston this year. They'll have to go down to Williamsburg next year. So that'll be cool. I live in Delaware, and University of Delaware is also in that conference. So it's kind of cool that they'll come up to Delaware where we are, so that we'll get to see them play next year. Which would drive for you? Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. Um, so are so are you a full time athlete right now slash coach like all into fitness? Yeah, pretty much the typical like CrossFitters lifestyle and schedule. I coach, um, I coach a good amount of classes, and I, I do some remote programming and and personal training, and um, and then the rest of my time and energy is is spent training and eating and training and eating. <laughs> <laughs> now it sounds like you split your time across a couple different affiliates. Yep. Is that okay? Yeah. So again, I I started doing CrossFit and um, you know, and, and working out at CrossFit EXP, which is here in Lemonster. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm still I, like, this is, these people are, they've been with me for a long time and I've been with them for a long time. So I'm like indebted to that community. Um, just to get a little bit, you know how it is, I'm sure with baseball and your son, like to be a big fish in a small pond doesn't take you very far. So, yeah. um, there wasn't much by way of a push there. So I ventured out of those walls eventually and found this community up at CrossFit Free, um, which I love and I'm so thankful for. So I've got the best of both worlds. I've got the competitive sort of um, push and a great environment at Free. And then I have, you know, this like, you know, this is my home at, you know, at EXP and Lemster. So I'm super lucky. Yeah. Well, and it's cool too. You don't, you get to coach your the people at one place and then like sort of go train somewhere else. I know it's, it's always hard to have like coaches doing their own thing, like under the same roof as people doing like general population programming. Yeah. No, and it's like, oh, like you're the cool kid. So like to be away from that community while you're doing that is, it's kind of cool. Like it, it shows that, you know, the programming that they're doing at your gym where you're coaching is still like good enough for yeah. them. Yeah, thankfully everybody's, I have, nobody questions what I do or why I do it. Everybody's seen this sort of progression that I've gone through over the last nine, 10 years really. And um, yeah. so they've seen me go from like a little kid who didn't really have armpit hair to now someone who's <laughs> going to make the CrossFit game. So people, people yeah. are really supportive of it. That's cool. Um, I stalked your Instagram a little bit. I have some things I want to ask you about based on what I saw. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, Pistol Mason, first of all, how'd you get that? nickname is that a crossfit reference or no it's the, most reference? it's the most common question i get though i'm i'm okay at pistol squats at best so it has okay. nothing to do with that i <laughs> i i went to a, a high school that was outside of my like district so i didn't really know anybody and i remember sitting in class one day and this kid kid just said pistol pete so <laughs> that sort of became everybody called me pistol pete and it's it's uh you it's know tough. when i was 15 or whatever made the Instagram. That's what it was. And so the, the nickname stuck. Got it. Um, it looks like you, are you the fun uncle? Oh man. I, I like to think so. I will say I have no problem being just an uncle. They, uh, the, I have <laughs> my nieces and nephews are wildly exhausting. So yes, I spend, <laughs> I spend hours and maybe a night at most with those kids and then I send them on their way. But I've got, my siblings are all awesome and they all have kids um, yeah. and they're, they're great kids, energetic kids, athletic kids. So yeah, I, uh, I have fun with them, but then I get rid of them. <laughs> you get to, you get to get to give them back. You're also a yeah. dog dad. 
Yeah, my, I'm looking at my. I'm, I'm like so surprised he hasn't gone crazy and barked at a squirrel outside yet. But um, is yeah, his name I've really omelet? His name's omelet. Yeah, I've got a oh tattoo of him on my in the inside of my arm there too. That is amazing. Yeah, he's a golden retriever. He's five, and he's that dog is like the light of my life. So yeah. Have you had dogs before? Never had a dog in my life. No way. First yeah, dog? never had a dog. So like getting him was intimidating, but. I, um, now I can't, I literally can't picture life without the dog. Love him. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a golden retriever and two other dogs. So like I'd oh, have really? more if my husband let me, yeah, I'm a huge dog person. I feel like sure. we thought about getting another dog during the COVID thing and mm -hmm. everybody was getting dogs, but have, like, I'll probably take my dog to the gym this afternoon. And it's like two dogs. It's like just a little bit more of a pain to take, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, you, for sure. I like, only bring one to the gym i only bring one because she's good all the other ones they just shed too much too i much feel work. like i feel guilty yeah if i only could bring one <laughs> around well we've got they're all like five years apart so like the two older ones could care less yeah they sleep all day anyway so yeah. she's the she's the baby and she needs to come everywhere yeah. but um that's interesting now so you got him before you got married then right you've been yes he's five you've been married yeah. a couple years yeah 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 he was we um Man, I'm trying to think of the timeline. Got him right when I got out of school, I guess, when, when we got out of college, lived in a little apartment and um, found the dog on Craigslist, ironically enough. And uh, wow. he was right down the road in someone's backyard and he was a little puppy and just couldn't say no. So, yeah. How did, how did that work with your relationship? Because I know when my husband and I, when we were dating, we got a dog and we almost broke up after we got a dog because like it, we did not see eye to eye on a lot of things. Really? No. Is that hard? No, no. It's he hasn't okay. been anything but good. Um, <laughs> he brings he brings nothing but joy to our life, and the the dog is literally like he's the light of my life. He bring he brings happiness That's everywhere cool. he goes. So yeah, he's been nothing but but good things. So who else making the trip out there to uh, Montreal for you? Um, so we'll be going up with our little again, like Addie and Elena, um, and mm -hmm. I are all competing. So our coach Brandon. Um, and then Lynn, who uh, keeps us all, keeps our our laundry washed and our, our food on our plates. Um, she's like the mother hen of the group. She's the mother hen for sure. Yeah. Um, so we're all going up on Wednesday. And then I have, um, you know, an amazing little crew from EXP, uh, including my wife and then a few friends who are all coming up on Thursday to come watch. So it'll be nice. And what happens to Omelette this weekend? He's going, there's a couple from the gym who takes him, who like, we, we uh, sometimes have a hard time taking him home because they love having him so much. So we're, we're, <laughs> we've got so many different dog sitters that are always like begging us to take him. So we're very lucky. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, there's a quote on your Instagram page. that says, never judge potential. What is, mm. what does that mean to you? I think early on in my um, kind of like venture I was in grad school. I did one semester of grad school after I got out of college and I, mm -hmm. I actually stopped after that because I was like, all right, I'm going to put all my eggs in this CrossFit basket. And, um, and I think I had a hard time with people minimizing that dream or kind of like, no one ever said that was stupid to my face, but I could tell, um, that it wasn't something that people were like, Oh, that's really cool, man. You're dropping out of school to do CrossFit. Like, so I, I, um, and it, at the time it probably seemed like a very distant, like the, the actual target was like way off on the, on the horizon. So, um, 
you know, the, the easy thing to do would have been like, oh yeah, everybody's right. I should just go to school and finish it and get a good job and whatever. But, um, but yeah, I, I continued on. I think I'm closer than ever now. And I, I hope that I do that with people who come across my life or my plate or my gym or whatever. And, and if someone wants something, if they're, it doesn't care how far they are from it, if they're willing to do what it takes to get there, then who am I to say no, you know? Right. So it's almost like, uh, like a cautionary tale of don't misjudge people's yeah. potential almost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of and, yeah. I think this is like the, you know, the most cliche thing, but if like, if you genuinely work hard enough, you'd be hard pressed to find something that you cannot do. You know, our, our, uh, our potential is, is exceeds what we think um, we can do. So right. yeah. limited only by our focus and our, you know, energy really. Exactly. Yeah. What we want to put into it. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to tell anybody they can't do something, but if you do want something, I'm, I'm positive. It's going to take a lot of work. Um, and that's what I found out through this, this pursuit. Um, but sure. I do think, yeah, it, if you put in the work, it'll yield the results you're, you're looking for. So what would you say your ultimate goal for the weekend is then? Um, yeah, my goal is to make the CrossFit games. <laughs> it's, it. it's honestly crazy to say that out loud. I don't say that much, but, um, yeah, I finished 11th last year that I, I've thought, I think a hundred times a day about the fact that there were six people between me and the, and the CrossFit games, which doesn't seem, you know, that's not that close, but then think about it, man, like, man, like I had a whole year to, to close the gap, you know, chip away at one person here, one person there. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, uh, I want to make the top five and I've, I've had way too many dreams about it. And I, I visualized that moment way too many times. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it all out there this weekend. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to cheer you on. Really appreciate you taking the time to get to know you a little bit more and, uh, just please stay in touch with us and, uh, you know, we'll be cheering on from afar. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys doing this. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a great competition. Thanks. Bye-bye.